Hello and welcome back to the Milan Baptist Podcast. My name is Mamo and I am the community pastor at Milan Baptist Church. This is part two of our mini-series on the discipline of prayer. We hope you enjoyed the first part where our youth pastor, Amy, and I discussed three different types of prayer, thanksgiving, lament, and petition. Today, we continue our conversation by sharing the practices and tips that we have found helpful in deepening our own prayer lives. Amy, it was so lovely to talk with you about uh, those three different ways we can be praying and reflect about what it was like in the Bible, but also how to apply those for our own lives. And one question I really want to ask you is, what have you found helpful in the past to kind of nourish your prayer life? What sort of um, yeah mm. things you have incorporated into our, your own prayer life that really helped to develop? That's a really great question. Um, yeah, I'd probably say three things. So um, the first one was that over the years, I've really tried to find the balance between what does it look like to set time aside for prayer? And then what does it look like for prayer to be a kind of continuous activity, which is a picture that we see in the Bible, you know, pray in all things, pray at all times. And mm. um And one thing that I've really found is that when I've really focused on just one of the options, um, I've found my prayer life quite lacking. And it's only when I've really engaged in both of them that I've felt my prayer life most, um, I guess, most alive, most fulfilling, most energizing. And, um, and I guess that's looked a little bit like well, on the consistency side and on the continual side, how do I um, keep reminding myself? How do I keep being really mindful of God in every situation and seeing seeing prayer more like a conversation? So a bit like I would, um, I, I'm the kind of I'm the kind of wife who kind of texts at, at literally anything happening. So anything that I find vaguely funny, <laughs> vaguely annoying, anything, George will receive a text about it. Um, to the point where <laughs> our text conversations are often like 20, 20 texts from me and then a reply from George <laughs> and then more texts um, because I'm just such an external processor. And mm. I think it's been helpful for me to almost see my prayer life with God a bit like that of how can I, be really mindful so as soon as something happens a bit like I would just immediately text George how do I immediately take it to God and how do mm. I immediately um bring it before him and kind of focus my eyes on him and then likewise on the other side um so I'm really really terrible with mornings like genuinely awful um I'm such a night owl and I find it really challenging being really disciplined kind of getting up at a certain time and particularly setting time aside for prayer in the mornings and when I was studying at Bible college this was something that I felt really challenged about and um, I kind of started by okay well I'll set aside 10 minutes before breakfast and I'll just try and do 10 minutes before breakfast and over time it grew and eventually I, I consistently would have an hour prayer before breakfast and um, don't get me wrong I'm not saying this so that you can think I'm really good because I'm not in that habit currently <laughs> and um, that was definitely a muscle that I exercised I would love to exercise again and get back to that point 
Um, but it was just very, very powerful setting up the day in that way and setting up the day in such dedicated focus on God before I even had a single conversation was very, very um, meaningful. And so what of differences, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. did, you, did you notice out of having that time with God? Um, I think I probably noticed a change in my attitude towards life and my mm-hmm. kind of um, approach to things. So just feeling a lot more, um, I, I guess, a lot more prepared, kind of emotionally, spiritually, for whatever would happen that day. And um, I know that there was actually one time, this wasn't my morning prayer, but there was one time that I went and went on quite a substantially long prayer walk. And then I think it was just before dinner and I came back and actually one of the other students, he was quite discerning, um, said that I was physically glowing. And mm. um, and it really felt like that. It really felt like spiritually I had just been soaked in something incredible. So I think mm. that was the difference. Um, that it was almost this kind of real intentional soaking time in God that would change my perspective in things and change, um, maybe change how I reacted to situations. I know that I've read lots of, um, lots of quotes from lots of very wise people that have talked about their prayer life in the morning, and I, I can't remember who it was now, but somebody saying how they would never, they would never wish it upon anyone that they would meet them before they prayed. <laughs> And I think I think sometimes praying before we even speak to anyone, you know, it brings out the best in us. Um, So that was definitely one. And I and just adding one thing to that, I don't want to make this too long, but was that I also read a quote about. And I tried to remember this when we spoke earlier, but almost gazing at God. And there was a quote that I read and I've never been able to find it again. And it said, I looked at his face and he looked at mine and we looked at each other. And that was something I found so moving as I prayed was to imagine what would it what is it for me to gaze at the face of God right now? And what is it for me just to bask in his presence and be with him and not necessarily just come with a list of things. This is what I'm going to pray about for an hour. But how can I just be in his presence a bit like as we sit in the garden and, you know, you close your eyes and you put your face up to the sun and you feel the warmth? And you hear the, the sounds of the birds and the breeze. And, and what does that look like for me to just turn my face to God and kind of bask in his warmth and um, his beauty? So, yeah, that was definitely something I found very powerful. And the other two things, and that don't worry, they're, they're slightly briefer that, than that. <laughs> um, one of them was, was liturgy. So I have a Celtic daily prayer book, which I find really helpful and it's helpful for kind of for different stages. So if, if I'm in a stage where I'm finding prayer really difficult, then I find it a really useful tool to pray through these prayers that have been considered by so many people and for so many years and and almost a way to pray um, a bit like praying a psalm to kind of pray through the words of another believer almost connects mm-hmm. me into community and it helps get my prayer life back on track when I'm really struggling. But likewise, even if my prayer life feels like it's very buoyant, 
um, I just find the rhythm of liturgy really helpful. And sometimes I'll use the morning prayer, then the midday prayer, then the evening prayer. And it almost takes me back to my prayer life, like little and often in this kind of clockwork motion. And I found that really helpful. And the third thing that I just want to say is a little bit of a shout out to my mum. And it's more about attitude, really. But my mum, when we were growing up, she just had such great expectation of God and such an expectant prayer life. that I think it just had a very profound effect on me. And growing up, we um, we struggled a lot financially and we had very um, little. And often my mum's prayers of expectancy were to do with God's provision and providing for us as a family. And it was almost like she always came to God, just knowing exactly who he was and expecting nothing less. And prayers were answered. Um, And I don't know whether I've shared this. I think I've shared this before with people in the church, but it's one of my favorite stories from my mum praying was that she um, basically they couldn't afford to buy me my first pair of shoes, my mum and dad. And it was literally they would either buy me shoes or we would have food as a family for three weeks. And that was the option for us. And my mum prayed about it and she knew that God loved me and she knew that God um, cared and didn't want me to go without. And she just said to God, "Okay, I know that you love Amy um, even more than I do. So I'm going to buy her these shoes. That's what I'm going to do with this money. And she did it. And the same day, somebody from our church turned up with a boot full of food, like, Mm. you know, a huge two, three week food shop. And just said, "Um, I woke up this morning and felt that God told me to buy this food for your family. And that's just um, I think that just is a very precious story to me, particularly since it was when I was young and it and it felt like God's real care and love for for me and my family. Um, but but really that that example of expectation has been a really powerful one for me. So yeah, so those are some mm. of the ways that I feel I've kind of learnt to connect through prayer and, and been inspired by other people. Um <laughs> And what about you, Manon? What are the different ways that, that you've really learned to pray and had personal experience with prayer? Yeah, thanks, Amy. Well, first, thanks for sharing. I think it's so inspiring to yeah hear yeah, about your journey at LSD and prayer books and your mom as well. Gosh, she sounds like quite a woman, I have to say. Yeah. Um, and so nice, isn't it, to, to be able to witness some people who have such a vibrant relationship with God and just how inspiring it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah how amazing that you were able to witness that as a little girl that's brilliant um well I think for my part there are a couple of things really um let me see which one I start with right so I remember quite a number of years ago now reading a verse and that's in Hebrews yeah and that's Hebrews uh, 10 19 I think quite a few people will be familiar with it but I'll I'll quickly read it it says Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and in full assurance of faith. Um, So I just read a little bit over 19, but 
this is just something I remember reading those that those verses once and I was just having my quiet time with God and it just pierced my heart Mm -hmm. and it just it's almost like I could I was in it I was in those verses and and I remember it really deteriorated my imagination and I started imagining myself in the throne room before God and um and just having that amazing experience of understanding first what a gift it is to be able to pray and also to be able to pray freely before God who is enthroned and yeah who is above all things so I know that uh, it's still something I do now especially when I struggle to pray and I'm really distracted and I just yeah find it difficult I sometimes yeah just picture myself again uh, going in front going to God on his throne and just thinking gosh it really helps me to to remember who he is and who I am as his daughter as well and it yeah it really helps me helps me pray and helps me to talk to him so I found that really helpful that's really so that would be one thing yeah and yeah definitely highly recommend it Uh, especially if like me you have a wild sense of imagination Um, (laughs) that is really helpful and is that something you've Um, used for for different passages in scripture as well or is that is that something you adapt in different ways or or is that a really key image for you that throne room I think this this one is certainly one that has uh, very much stayed with me and that I definitely use regularly. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, I do I do um, meditate on scripture quite often. So there's sometimes different scriptures where where it would happen again with different sort of scenes. Uh, but uh, yeah, this one certainly is uh, is is my go to go to type of place so to speak that's amazing um, finding it really useful really useful especially with intercession that's uh, intercession and worship that's uh that is really helpful so yeah so that's one i think another one is um we know those verses don't we in uh first Thess- Thess- oh i can't say it gosh one thessalonians there you go it's a tricky word <laughs> so many s's yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being so gracious <laughs> i'll practice it for next time <laughs> it's uh, that book <laughs> chapter 5 verses 17 but also philippians 4 verse 6 has a similar thing about encouraging us to pray without ceasing mm. and um, i remember being at lst and we were asked to read um, brother lawrence the practice of the presence of god and I love that book because basically that brother, that monk, um, he just decided kind of as a, as a discipline, as a practice to continuously be praying to God. So a bit like what you were saying with you and your husband, constantly texting and having conversations. Yeah. Um, I, I remember one thing he said in his book where he says he, he loved one of his favorite things to do was to peel potatoes for the whole uh, monastery because it gave him plenty of time to be praying wow. and I remember um, trying that and uh, and just finding it really helpful it's so hard at first but as you were saying it's a bit like growing a muscle and I realized that the more I did it the more natural it became mm. and what I found helpful too is um, I talk to myself a lot <laughs> 
to confess and so it's quite helpful to to have a room for myself or right now a house to myself because I just talk to myself but I kind of made that decision a few times throughout my adult life of instead of talking to myself talking to God as if he was well and he is right there with me um, so it just also changes the way I think uh, altogether. Wow. Um, so yes, so practicing the, the presence of God certainly is um, a really good one. And if you indulge, if you can indulge me, I'd love to read um, a quote that I found uh, from Dallas Willard in one of his books called The Spirit of the Disciplines, where he talks about exactly that, um, that continuous uh, speaking to God. And he says, we can train ourselves to invoke, invoke God's presence in every action we perform. This is an experiential fact that has been proven in the lives of many disciples of Jesus, ancient and modern. God will meet us in love and love will keep our minds directed toward him as the magnet pulls the needle of the compass. Habit will be confirmed in gracious interaction and our whole lives will be bathed in the presence of God. Constant prayer will only burden us as wings burden the bird in flight. And I love that last sentence. Uh, Constant prayer will only burden us as wings burden the bird in flight. And yeah, I have to say, I find it so true that continuous and constant prayer does just that. At first, it's a bit of exercise. And in the end, it's, uh, it's really, it's really, really helpful and really beautiful, really, because you're always aware of God's presence with you and and it just helps well it helps me listen listen to the the voice of the Holy Spirit as well mm. and hear his nudges in my life better so yeah I found that really helpful that's so helpful. another thing that it really moves from that image of kind of um it being like a burden on us to it being something that really frees us so I love that quote thanks so much for sharing Mm, of course, yeah, I found it just yesterday and I thought I need to share that. That's just too beautiful to keep for yeah. myself. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely thankful for Dallas Willard and his, um, and his writing. And my last one would be tongues. Um, we talked a, quite a while ago now in church about speaking in tongues, but uh, it's just such a helpful practice um, in that, again, if you're lost for words or Maybe you're lost in praise and you're, you, you don't know what to say to God anymore, but you really want to continue worshipping and praising him. Speaking in tongues, it's so helpful. And that's another muscle maybe to build. Maybe you haven't done it for a while and would like to go back into it. Or maybe that's something you've nailed now, but it's just such a helpful, helpful practice. And uh, Amy, you were reminding me about Jackie Pullinger yeah. earlier um, in such helpful story yeah it? and how she um so for those that don't know about Jackie Pollinger she went and she oh you might have to correct me man on if I'm remembering things wrong but worked in Hong Kong and she worked with um mm. with the gangs there's a, a famous book that she wrote called Chasing the Dragon if anyone's interested and um and she was really struggling to kind of see breakthrough and she felt really convicted to pray in tongues walking around the city and um and it kind of grew in time didn't it Manon like to the point where she would pray for really significantly long times in tongues every day and saw this incredible breakthrough in her ministry 
that she really attributes to the to the amount of time that she spent praying in her spiritual tongue which I think is just such um mm. such an incredible challenge for us because I think it is a gift that we leave on the shelf a little and one that you know is a little bit scary it's a bit different and sometimes we don't touch it because it is a bit um a bit out of our comfort zone is that fair to say um Mm, completely I think we have a great opportunity right now don't we because it's um it's a great way to whether you're at home alone and you can just try it out and try to yeah to build on it or whether like I remember yesterday going on a walk and for five minutes I didn't encounter anyone so I thought you know what (laughs) let me just do it and I just prayed in tongues in the middle of the field for five minutes so I think at the moment, we just have those little pockets of times, don't we, where we can just be by ourselves with mm. Jesus. And I think it's a great opportunity to go back to those sorts of gifts or those sorts of practices that are not necessarily natural to us and just, yeah, take that time to to develop them and to make our, our prayer life mm. richer. Well, thank you so much for sharing those different ways. And, you know, between us, we've just shared seven different ways we've interacted with prayer and doesn't it just show that prayer is it is such a rich thing and it is so multi-dimensional and and so unique to personality and character and and really quite creative actually um really quite a creative mm. experience and very personal experience depending on the person so so thank you so much for sharing those Manon they were really really helpful mm. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for sharing yours. And it's great, isn't it, to hear each other's um, little nuggets, really, and uh, to be able to have conversations. And uh, it would be so interesting as well to hear about other people's uh, way of praying and what other people found helpful uh, to help us again grow and uh, continue the journey. So we've covered quite a few ways of praying and we've covered a few different registers and have shared a number of ideas as well. So you might be in a place now thinking, oh gosh, that's all very good, but how do I put it into practice? What are my little takeaways and where where, where do I start quite simply? So Amy and I just wanted to share a few tips with you. So maybe if you want to pick one or two, maybe even three, and uh, practice them over the next week and see if it works for you and see how you get on with them. Um, And maybe that's something that you can integrate in your daily prayer life moving forward as well. So here are a few tips. Tip number one, find a special place and time to have your daily uh, prayer time uh, with the Father. So it could be in the morning, in the evening, whenever, just find a special spot, a special time when you you know you can switch your phone off and have a prayer time with God. Tip number two, if you're creative, if you're artistic, maybe try drawing your prayers, painting your prayers, experiment with art as a way of connecting with God. And it might be that you do that through meditating over a certain scripture, a bit like Manon talked about before. Or it might be that you have a personal prayer that actually you can express through painting or drawing. 
Tip number three, why not find a psalm that you really like, that conveys what you want to say to God, but instead of praying it, take the structure of the psalm and fill it with your own words. Tip number four, a bit um, moving on from that, how, how don't you try and write your own letter to God? So I know that for a few people, I talked about my mum before, she's a big prayer journaler. And it might be that actually you want to record your prayers in writing. And that might be in the form of letters, it might be in the form of journaling. And just a little tip, if you do decide to prayer journal, um, one thing that my mum taught me was that she would write prayers on one side of the page and she would always leave the other side of the page blank. So that if she had an answer to prayer, she could go back and write it on the back of the page that she'd written that prayer. So now she's got 40 years worth of prayer journals that she can go back and look at where God has answered prayers and can really boost her faith in times of difficulty. Tip number five, why not try speaking in tongues? So maybe try just for one minute every day and you might find that after a few days but will be flowing. So then increase it to two minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes and uh, go on with that. Tip number six, so before I talked a little bit about liturgy, and you might want to try that. So you might want to try downloading prayers online or investing in a prayer book. And it might be a helpful way for you to pray through other people's words, to pray through, through the larger community of God, of other people that have also walked this journey. And it might be a helpful way of also punctuating your prayer throughout the day so if you invest in a prayer book you might want to do a morning prayer a midday prayer or an evening prayer and it might be a helpful way to boost your prayer life thank you so much for listening to this podcast today we'd love to hear from you so please to do that, just email me at manon at milanbaptist.org.uk or just click on the button called message just underneath. Yeah, as Manon said, it would just be so great to hear um, your ideas and how you found the tips this week. We really hope that you found it helpful as recapping different ways that we connect to God through prayer. And we really hope that the tips that we shared and the different personal ways that prayer has really um, gone in our lives and how we've really connected through prayer can be helpful to all of you this week as you engage with God through prayer. And I also wanted to give a huge thank you for Amy for coming on the podcast today. Amy, it was so great talking with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice and it's been so great to just take some time to chat about prayer with you. I found it so encouraging. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And certainly will motivate me to um, include some of the things you've said in my prayer life. So that's absolutely brilliant. But the treat is not over because you will be doing next episode. So next week you'll be talking to us, won't you? What's the, what's the topic? What's the discipline that you will be exploring? Yep. So next week I am going to be with you and I'm going to be looking at the spiritual discipline of study. So that could be the study of scripture and the study of other 
um, books and people's testimonies and spiritual writings and how they can enrich our spiritual life and enrich our relationship with God. That's brilliant. Well, Amy, I so look forward to hearing uh, your podcast next week. It also reminds me that uh, we have mentioned quite a number of books during our podcast today. So uh, if you're interested, I will add all of those, including some links to... uh, So Amy was saying how she likes using the Celtic Daily Prayer and other things. So we'll, we'll add links as well to the description of this podcast. But for now, all we have to do is to send you our love. So don't forget to send me a message. In the meantime, go and enjoy the very God who delights in you.